0: like relate to the cheese octopus in that way It's not what you were
1: saying earlier
2: previously on watch and
1: talk (laughs) i know i'm like obsessed with not liking mandy she's a strong independent woman who's the alpha so far
0: maybe she's the pumpkin and the film that's just how great she is
1: they're using beepers
2: okay well let's let's start from the beginning so the first scene is the previously on and uh this one's read by mandy so I'm going to keep a running tally of who says the previously ons and see if they favor one person over the others.
0: It's not going to be Mandy.
2: It's not going to be Mandy long term, but maybe yeah. this season, though, because she starts off... Uh, I like Mandy. Um, the first scene actually is a Mandy scene. She starts in a... She's driving her car still. She's listening to another terrible song.
1: She's an like independent woman.
2: In a silver BMW. Uh, she... Notices that uh, her all her boss Lloyd Russell is on the curb, and she drives her car like in over the curb into him and starts yelling at him. Somebody just needs to take this car away from her because right? she is she's a, a menace. danger. Yeah, this yeah. is like two traffic incidents, like points on her license incidents. And she
1: knows what she wants, and she gets it. And
0: she's like. She's a menace to society in that car, though.
1: Were that a man, we'd be celebrating him as a hero. Right?
0: <laughs> I don't think... You can't make that argument about I'm everything. I'm going to.
1: That's my niche. Uh,
0: but I feel like you only say that about Mandy, because, but because you know I really don't like Mandy.
1: <laughs> She's likable. She gets what she wants. Oh. She works hard. Do you well, know she has thing- a PhD?
0: Oh, we learned that in this episode One as thing well. she wasn't
1: able to get, though, is
2: Lloyd Russell to run for president mm-hmm. because he gave up... His uh, issue that he had, which is a bill called 443 for a nominating slot at the convention so he could speak in primetime. Mandy's super mad about this. I'd
0: like to add that when she is super mad, she threatens to kill Lloyd with her shoe. Kill you with my shoe! Which, it's the 90s, people. It is a blunt mule. It is not a stiletto, which is much scarier. She could not kill him. Unless she had, like, very secretly strong arms.
1: She also later, I will say, later in the episode, she does get physical with another another male character. So she might... She might have an aggression aggression problem.
0: The Mandy that you love so much, Braden, is turning on us.
2: A guy checks on Mandy while she's yelling at Lloyd to like see if she's okay, and he's like totally like a Sopranos outcast. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: He's he's wearing like a black shirt that's like three buttons down. He's a pretty great character.
0: And she like overshares to him again, like with a ton of exposition about what is actually going on here.
2: mandy's super mad at Lloyd. She. He basically like gave away his chance to be running for president. Um, I did catch one like uh, illusion kind of the 443 bill is very similar to an American president thing where there's like this big hubbub over bill 455 that gets put in a shelf and they kind of like talk about it the same way.
1: What is this? Is this a film?
2: Yeah, it's a movie that Aaron Sorkin wrote uh. like in the nineties about the president and Martin Sheen's actually in that movie as the chief of staff. It's kind of, like bizarre Mr. world Dick. west wing
1: <laughs> well look she, she she has a lot of reason to be upset I, I, i'm not sure though uh is she fired or does she quit i think she says later that she quits um was she going to be fired was this not a well, job for her anymore
0: i think that the point is that her purpose was to run a campaign for him so she's kind of like yeah, a the
1: campaign job doesn't manager really <laughs> exists anymore yeah but she's he meet- doesn't make that clear he's like why are you upset i just signed this other deal that has like nothing to do with you it yeah, doesn't later. really come up that she's
0: right i don't like how this scene is like totally written or how it's acted i don't really know what the cause is but where she is just like having a full-on tantrum and then he's just like calm down woman <laughs> it's like very irritating to watch and it it kind of makes me dislike mandy but i also dislike him a lot for being like i'm the cool one here like chill
2: She says the worst part about this is uh, that they they beat me, referring to the people at the White House. And um, Lloyd is like trying to talk Mandy down, saying like, oh, this isn't how the White House operates. They're going to be fine.
1: There are very serious men and women at the White House. A blow was struck for party unity this morning. There's no cause to close mine victory is mine great day in the morning people victory is mine morning josh i drink from the keg of glory donna bring me the finest muffins and bagels in all the land you
0: kind of get that josh was like one who made this deal with lloyd to get yeah dispatch
2: of this guy as a political rival
0: yeah and i kind of think it's funny that like mandy's like whole career is completely ruined now and everything she's invested in she like can't go further with it and she's most worried about
1: the White House staff gloating. Yeah, it's,
2: very, it's a personal thing for yeah. her more than anything. Mm-hmm. But also,
1: she was dating this guy. So now, for some reason... I assume they're broken up. The guy she's too. dating went behind her back, made a deal, like kind of invalidated the entire reason she moved. Uh,
0: Wait, do you think they're still dating?
1: I don't know. They were last episode. It's just been one episode.
0: For me, I just assume they're broken up.
1: Yeah, I think they are.
2: I don't okay. think we ever hear about this guy ever again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably she would like have been privy to this stuff and he just like totally goes behind her back.
0: Yeah, I guess there's no like real breakup act, like story that actually happens. It's just like this happens and it's over.
2: I yeah, guess. pretty much. Yeah. Okay, then we get our first main titles. Uh, I think use a slightly different song on this one than the one we're going to hear in the future. They but do, I, I wanna that. I want to validate that in the future as we go forward. Then we get a big walk and talk.
1: I so thought, much walking and talking Yeah, this one this. had a lot of walking wow, and talking. Wow, ton was, of walking and talking.
2: It, like the middle, like 30 minutes. They should was... stretch. <laughs> <laughs> See how stretching is like the whole episode? Yeah. He's talking about it. Now I'm just stretching my legs. <laughs> um, so CJ and Toby, you're walking and talking. And CJ's really incensed because they, a photo op got canceled because of a joke. And the they joke. They kind the of talk around it a lot. But we don't ever actually hear the joke. You sadly. don't hear the joke. Mm-hmm. Do we have any guesses as to the joke? probably something funny pants related or
0: there were some other jabs that like various staff members made at golfers about their way they dress and um being like stuffy people i would assume the joke was pretty charming
1: (laughs) this president doesn't have such great jokes he tells a couple this episode they're like dad jokes they're not you know literal lols i don't think
0: their dad jokes are like puns and- one he's
1: like oh amon jordan he's talking about jordan he says oh amon a woman you know if it's a joke like that not that offensive weak tea he's also made some sort of a joke about hats i'm just saying not a big deal
2: there's a scene outside of the office with miss landingham and it's kind of the first time she ever really gets any dialogue and she's talking to toby and being like super sarcastic with him uh she denies toby a cookie and then give Sam one the president shows up. I think he's like way more like serious and capable presented this time than he was previously. Like he doesn't seem goofy at all. Like he's talking about some economic reports. He's taking care of business. He talks about how many meetings he has. But it's kind of juxtaposed that he is in trouble for being goofy. Like he made a dumb joke and that's why he's in trouble.
0: Right, and CJ sort of wants to have a serious conversation with him about his sense of humor and how it's always getting him into trouble and losing votes and support, I suppose.
1: It's part of his folksy appeal.
0: Yes, he says that. Part of my
2: folksy charm. Mm-hmm. It's Leo and the president by the desk, and then it's the three like senior staffers around, and then it's Sam in the middle, and then it's a bunch of aides in like the very back of the room. So I thought they like did an interesting way of like setting up the power dynamic between all the characters by just like putting them in a room in a certain way.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to learn the characters' names. <laughs> it's <a> good start.
2: <laughs> Bartlett has the uh, titular line of this episode. CJ, on your tombstone, it's going to read "Post hoc, ergo propter hoc." Okay, but none of my visitors are going to be able to understand my
0: tombstone. Twenty-seven lawyers in the room. Anybody know "Post hoc, ergo propter hoc"? Josh. Uh, uh, post after after hoc, ergo therefore. After Hawk, therefore something else. Hawk. Thank you. Next. Well, if I gotten more credit on the 443.
2: Thing. Leo. After it, therefore because of it. After it, therefore because of it. Josh, is so impressed that Leo knows this. He like gives him this stare down, uh, and then CJ says this funny, or uh, the president actually says this funny thing, where he says, "Do you know when we lost Texas?" And CJ says, "Because it's when you learned to speak Latin," which
1: is a kind of a good put down in Texas. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: It's a great, great line. Love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, okay, so look, they really all should know what this means. It's a fairly common uh, logical fallacy. Everybody, everybody understands this fallacy, probably more commonly as uh, causation. Just, it's not equal correlation, or, or, but everybody, everybody's familiar with this idea. Um, but I'm curious, is there a lot of this going on in this episode? Why, do, why did they name the episode? for this logical fallacy here he's accusing them of of showing it cj especially uh, with these jokes i I don't see a lot of examples of this in the rest of the episode what am i missing
2: i don't i got nothing on this one i think it's maybe they just thought it sounded cool (laughs) pretty wicked
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think maybe there's something at the well at the end of the episode i don't want to spoil anything yet but i don't know we can go back to it later
2: we hop back outside the office and then there's a new character out there named Morris Tolliver and he's talking to Miss Lanningham and Leo comes and takes him away. We learn he's the president's new doctor. There's a funny scene where uh, Margaret is bothering Leo and he hands her a photo of this like doctor's newborn baby to like calm her down for a minute and uh, it works totally. <laughs> they keep mentioning that this guy has a baby.
1: Yeah, I wrote this down as... Um, the president has a friendship with a black man. Oh god. Which I thought is nice.
0: And we learn so much about him, like in the name of his child. Yeah,
1: which they got cause something with slavery. Something. Yeah, we
2: get his family history. Oh yeah.
0: my gosh. It's like you must be invested in this character as
1: well. He's really nice. Saying.
2: And then they foreshadow that he's going on a trip to Jordan later in the episode.
1: Chekhov's baby photo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gonna use it sometime in the episode. Uh, then we cut to Mandy and the and her assistant. There's an exterior like setup scene on this one, and it's her, her car getting towed, so that that menace is gone.
0: <laughs> Thank goodness.
2: <laughs> she drops Chris Matthews's name while she's saying that they have a call pending from him. They're in a super sweet loft amazing like i want to live in that place but i don't think it's actually like where they live because she goes into a bathroom later and there's like a, a woman's, woman's sign yeah. yeah
0: i think it's like their office is what i got from that and right
2: I, they're the only two people that work right, there so i it's, thought
0: it was really funny there was a woman's sign on the door
2: and it's like a nine thousand square foot office yeah
0: that like implies there's a separate bathroom for the men or maybe actually they just,
1: just no men can't go there
0: yeah or yeah and that's important maybe it's like a female empowerment thing to put like yeah. a woman sign on. yeah the only bathroom yeah. there.
2: <laughs> sorry buddy and the assistant's just super worried that they're not going to have a client going forward in the future she learns that they got fired by this lloyd russell guy or she quit or whichever happens there or whatever or whatever just
0: yeah or And she the partner is like very worried about really practical things like her rent and student loans and how she's just going to even survive after this. And Mandy is worried about her uh, suspension and her BMW, her credit cards and her condo. And we learn that Mandy has saved five hundred thousand dollars
2: right in what like 18 months yeah since the previous
1: election good yeah. money in the late 90s yeah. Yep,
0: and um she just says she knows how to save well so i feel like mandy's having some rich people problems here oh, absolutely yeah it makes her um less relatable <laughs> unlikable
2: the next scene is donna it's it's an epic walk and talk it's like a a multi-level walk and talk. There's a Donna and Josh walk and talk. It's like a
1: do-si-do. There's like (laughs) swapping partners.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then there's a Josh and Toby walk and talk, which turns into a Toby and CJ walk and talk. Um, So at the beginning, uh, Donna sets up like a little like runner plot that she has like been gambling Josh's money for her uh, on like stupid football bets. Josh and Toby are just worried about like their political perception and it kind of sets up that they need to hire somebody to cover this kind of stuff there's a little but not bit not mandy anybody but mandy
0: right
1: there are a lot of times in this episode where a character like repeats something a lot and then you know the opposite's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah that's one
0: it's like foreshadowing yeah it's definitely going to happen yeah, yeah.
2: And there's a little bit of a there's a bicycle into the tree callback uh about like one of the press failures there's a there's a funny scene uh right before the next one that there's like school intercom thing to signal the press that the press conference is about to start so we get a cj press conference and she's basically getting um asked about this quote from the vp that is a little bit like weak support for some bill that's happening or some program or initiative and he says like this is a time when the president needs our support and that's Perceived by everybody as being like a
1: total diss. Didn't seem that devastating to me. I, I don't then know. Then you would pick it up. How much the times story. have changed, right? Is this is even like pre-Twitter. What? What's? What's so wrong with that statement?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he's like sort of subtly implying that they don't have the president's support, or, or I mean, the president doesn't have their support. I think he's just trying to cause some sort of like,
2: disrupt. I don't agree. But he's the president, so like
1: let's fall in line. Yeah, and
2: it's like why doesn't he agree?
1: It's like a very subtle diss. But I wonder was that was that immediately apparent at the time to me? I, I it took me, yeah. I watched I watched twice again. I could not understand what the big deal was with this quote. Right, it's pretty yeah, pretty subtle.
0: Well, CJ dodges it pretty well.
2: Right, she dismisses it, and we get a little context about what the joke was. It's a it's a joke to the about the Ryder Cup, which is like golf. A golf team that happens every couple of years. It's like American players versus European players. They won't come to the White House because the president made some joke that we'd never learn about.
0: And the way when CJ like very suavely segues like and dodges that question about the vice president, you can see like Toby, it's like one of the only times he ever looks genuinely happy. There's like a glimmer in his eye. (laughs) like Just seeing CJ like
2: do her job really well. He was actually in the press room for that one too, which is a relatively unstandard thing for Toby.
0: Right. They're usually watching her on their like tiny tvs it's it's like c-span is always on in their offices
2: um there's a sam and josh scene uh he's talking about the vp quote first it kind of segues from that and they they go into josh's office and he has cj giving it's like kind of what you're talking about like this closed circuit system in the white house and there's like this this funny b-roll of cj laughing and like talking but not really talking Mm mm-hmm um, then Sam tells Josh about the Lori stuff from the previous episode. So he's still obsessed with his pumpkin full of film.
1: <laughs> you want to call her again, don't you? Look, I really I don't like, like her, and
2: she's not what you think.
1: The only thing I know about her is she's a call girl. Is she a call girl? Yes. Then so far she's exactly what I think.
2: I just think I left abruptly. I think it was rude.
1: Uh, you're going to try and reform her, aren't you? No, you I are. just want to say
2: a proper goodbye that you know shows a little respect. Sam, you know what?
1: You'd like her if you met her, Josh.
2: You gotta promise me that's never gonna happen, Sam. That's my favorite part of that, where he's just like, keep her away from me, please. Yeah. I cannot ever meet this person. There's like... another
1: one. They they keep on repeating, like, oh, you, you want to reform her. He's oh, they, like, they no, Sam. no. They got, the got Sam's like, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Josh's office, I had a few notes on that he just has like some pretty sweet stuff in the background. <laughs> he's got a great uh, Bartlett poster, and he's got this really nice like President Seal mug. Uh, Donna pops in, and then Josh tells him like you got to go talk to Toby about this and it it definitely sets Toby up as like the the fixer of the White House like if you got something really major going on because he last episode was coming to Josh when he was in a major brouhaha and he he was giving him like the here's how to get out of this without losing your job situation
1: yeah what's what's his position again
2: he's the communications director so he's Sam's boss under Leo
0: so we I have a question about that they're looking for a new media director
2: they're looking for like a media consultant oh. to like plan events and Got it. media buys and stuff like that. Okay, it it's everybody's job is super amorphous on this show. It's like whatever they really feel like doing at any time. Like Sam Kiner writes the speeches, Toby Kiner writes the speeches, but everybody's kind of in every meeting. Right. It's it's not super well defined. Uh, there's a Josh and CJ walk and talk, basically saying like this VP thing. Don't let it get to Leo, which is. Uh, Something that Sam had just suggested to Josh in the previous scene. So it's Josh passing off like Sam's better instinct than Josh had as his own.
1: And again, of course, it's going to get to Leo.
2: CJ does try to like deal with it first and it kind of blows up in in Leo's office later in the episode. Uh, And then CJ does this like funny like scream spasm thing Mm -hmm. when she's like told that she has to deal with this in a way that she doesn't want to. That's like just really great. I'll make a gif of it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nobody pays any attention to that to the to the screen people oh, just yeah. keep on going about their business <laughs> doing, yeah. the, doing yeah. their
2: thing cj's always screaming <laughs> we meet the vice president for the first time after that um he's speaking french which does, yeah, does not set him up as a, He's not an alpha.
0: Right. So I'm curious, Braden, as a first-time watcher of this, did you know which one was the vice president? No. And were I was you like-, like,
1: this? There's these are two French people. Yeah. What are they doing <laughs> here? No, I didn't understand, actually. A lot of this episode was confusing to me. Like, I did not know. I mean, obviously, they never reveal the joke. It takes a, a while for them to get to the point of what exactly CJ's dancing around with. What What are they talking about? Okay, you know it's about this quote. I'm not sure who said it. And then finally, eventually they get to it It, it kind of leads you on for a while. And I just wasn't I wasn't really sure it was what would the what the big deal was.
0: Yeah, I thought it was sort of a weird choice that when you first meet the vice president, he's speaking French to some French ambassador or someone. And it's just like, why is he speaking fluent French the first time?
2: That's another thing, actually, that's in the American president is the woman like Annette Bennings character who is like dating the president speaks French and it impresses everybody a lot. So maybe Sorkin thinks that's like a superpower French. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's like, if you can speak French, it obviously establishes
1: you as like a cool guy. But this guy is sort of a villain. I mean, he's opposing the the good guys, our team, the main yeah, characters. Totally.
0: Right, well, so CJ asked to speak with him and ask her. Yeah, his... she
1: asked a guy named Stevie, yeah. which is not
2: an adult <laughs> no. <laughs> vice presidential aide's name. That's... Yeah,
1: that's the guy who, you know, you grew up with down the block.
0: So, but he's, I think, the his press secretary, right? The vice president's press secretary, I think.
2: He's some kind of aide. They don't really establish. He does mention that he has a press secretary. But he just basically blows her off and, like, walks away. Right. And doesn't. He's like, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about the quote.
0: And the, the I think CJ, all she's trying to do is sort of get um, his office on the same page as her office in the message they're communicating.
2: Right? Yeah, or see if there actually is a problem, even, maybe. Right. We get a scene with the president and Morris, the doctor. And they lay the it's my last day on the job stuff on so thick in this scene mm-hmm. he's like I'm, I'm leaving I'm leaving in two hours. I just had a baby, like isn't everything in my life great like t- you know my new patio furniture showing up next weekend. my boathouse is almost done like-
1: you're you're far too cynical as a first time viewer, I had no idea the havoc that was about to be happening on my face parts and
0: you just like he has such a wonderful conversation where the president is like very vulnerable with him and tells him how like violence makes him uncomfortable and this is a military man he's talking to and he gives him this like beautiful reassuring speech about working with the joint Chiefs.
2: oh he gives him a great pep talk
0: oh like the best
2: pep talk you have a once in a generation mind sir ultimately they'll respect that they'll
0: advise you well and go where you point let the Chiefs get to know you, sir. In the meantime, you outrank him. So don't worry about it so much. And cut back on the dairy. And you just like love him by the end of the scene, which... He's
1: the president's best black friend.
0: <laughs> yes. He is. He's like such a, such a great guy. Like no one ever exists that is better than him.
2: Um, one of those um, throwaway character moments where it's like somebody walks by and hands somebody a paper happens in this episode, but it ends up being Carol, who is an, a character for the rest of the show. So she makes a really, like, inauspicious debut here and just, like, comes in and hands something to the president and walks away. <laughs> like, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. There's another doers reference. Um, the president makes a joke about, like, are you, are, oh, are you drinking yeah. booze? And he's like, oh, yeah, two doers rocks, please. Which is, that's product placement. That's two, 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 two episodes. Right.
0: Yeah. They also like later mention Omaha steaks, which I wondered is, is that <laughs> also product placement or
1: just That's just a steaks from a certain place. I think. No,
0: but Omaha steaks is like a, a brand. What of is that? Steak. A state or something? Uh, it's like brand of like <clears throat> steak. You can order like a ton of them from a
1: certain just...
2: state.
0: <sighs> Omaha State. Like look it up.
2: The president gets a flu shot.
0: <laughs> I mean to break it up.
2: <laughs> In the. Uh... <laughs> by a friend this Morris guy, and there's a funny little exchange that they do. What is that? It's
1: a flu shot. I don't need a flu shot.
2: You do need a flu shot.
0: How do I know this isn't the start of a military coup? Sir, I want the Secret Service in here right away. In the event of a military coup, sir, what makes you think the Secret Service is going to be on your side? Now, that's a thought that's going to fester.
1: The Secret Service is part of the Treasury, though. Yeah, it's a non-military yeah, It's not
2: military, yeah. so I right. think it would be. It's part of the executive
1: branch. I had the same thought, but they, they, might, uh, they might go the other way. Oh, just guys with guns stick with guys just with guys, guns? Yeah, guns guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on like what the president did to deserve this coup. Guns like, guys gonna gun. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Morris gives him his like super pep talk. Um, president says like, I'll see you next week, which means that he gets a physical every single week, which I guess kind of makes sense for the president. You want to like catch anything early, but that's like, kind of insane. Like I haven't had a physical. Do you and... always
1: have to turn your head and cough? He,
2: d- he had his pants on the whole time. Are you sure? As far as I know. We get our first uh, Bartlett coat flip in this scene. Mm -hmm. He has this funny way of putting his jacket on. I don't know if you noticed it. It's very, Oh, yeah. He's like
1: puffing it up.
0: It's like both arms at the same time. He does it kind of like
2: a matador. Like a superhero. Over his head kind of. Yeah. 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 So I think it's it's like a shoulder issue that he has where he can't lift one of the arms all the way. So Do you think that's
1: method acting or that's that?
2: No, that's actually the way that Martin Sheen puts on a uh... jacket. And then they it, they just kept they keep realistic. doing it like they show it as often as possible essentially it's
0: just like very badass so i make sense of yeah. It's really showing cool. it and then he says something to um, morris about his daughter he says like before they part ways he's like make sure you teach her how to whistle because her mother won't do that and it's like okay well now you've established he needs to like be around in this girl's life <laughs> right and also, like, I kind of resent that, but also I can't whistle, so.
2: Basically, on the way out the door, the president says, you have a baby. She says, I
1: hope you don't die later yeah. in the episode.
2: That was- Spoilers,
0: Braden. But, but he does. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, he does. And then there's a huge music swell underneath it. It's, it's the most, like, telegraphed thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen in the show.
1: I had no idea. Yeah, the so, whole tone so of it far. is like, <laughs> you better
0: care about him. Care so hard. And I do. I care a lot about Morris now.
1: He's cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Then there's a Josh scene with Donna and CJ. Donna's still betting money uh, on stupid stuff. Uh, that plot really goes nowhere. No, that's there's nothing. I else. think that's the end of it. It's just there's two scenes with Donna like spending Josh's money. Why yeah. are they gambling
1: in the White House?
0: That's a good question. I think it's just supposed to establish like their cute banter they have together and how Donna is like, Spending
1: his money. Yeah, Yeah. they're very familiar with each other. Yeah,
0: and she's kind of like very... Has a lot of influence over Josh and is kind of very opinionated in like an awesome way.
2: Uh, CJ pops in to give an update on the search for a media director. Josh says, anybody but Mandy again. They cut to Mandy and her assistant. They're hanging out in the middle of the day and they're getting drank off some wine from a paper cup and basically talking about how they have no prospects for any jobs they're going over, like, all the the congressmen that they could possibly call. Nothing nothing doing.
0: And then Mandy brags about having a PhD and a degree in art history. She's so smart. She, yeah, how smart she is and how cute she is, too, and successful. And you just, like, you love Mandy at this point so much.
1: Could you please call her doctor?
0: Yeah, she asks to be called doctor. She is drunk, though. I would probably do that if I was drunk and had a PhD.
1: Yeah. It doesn't look like there's anything in those cups.
0: Yeah, and they think like drinking wine out of a plastic cup is like the lowest you can get, and it's oh. like that's
1: just I've been lower. Oh my yeah. god, but you're just getting started, ladies.
0: Yeah, that's just like a day after work. I just still got a loft to
2: hang on. It's out just morning. Yeah. There's a quick scene with Sam um, and his assistant, who I misidentified last episode as Ginger, and it's actually Susie.
1: Ooh. Mm-mm. Ginger
2: is Toby's assistant. Right uh sam is being kind of a perfectionist about finishing a draft that he's working on but he like signs off on it and she goes away to like go get it printed ed and or larry like is in the scene for like half a second in the background (laughs) (laughs) talking to toby before sam goes and kind of takes his attention sam drops his like laurie bomb uh on toby and he did sex with a prostitute yeah, accidentally
0: fa- yeah my favorite thing is when he says i accidentally slept with a prostitute and toby says i don't understand did you trip over something yeah.
2: he says uh did you did you know she was a prostitute or did you pay for it or something and roblo's like me come on yeah <laughs> as if like
0: he doesn't have to yeah, do that
1: that's the same here
2: <laughs> oh he keeps correcting that it's uh, she's not a hooker she's a call girl
1: but hooker call girl
2: He's very, very insistent about that.
0: What's the difference? I don't even know, really. Classier. Yeah, just like it's, price point.
2: I, is it like a taxi versus an Uber? Like you have to call one ahead, but you can get the other one. Like
0: on you the side of the street? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hooker's
1: on the side of the road. A call girl. Yeah, you can't hail a call girl.
0: Well, so where does prostitute fall into this? That's worse. Maybe worse than a hooker?
1: They're on the same ground. You think no, a, I think they're between.
0: I think a prostitute's between a call girl and a hooker. But that's based on noth- nothing. Like, just words. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. How
2: about an escort?
0: Escort, I think, is, is, is like call girl level. That's pretty high end and expensive, yeah. I would mm-hmm, think. Definitely. But like maybe escort is like
2: brothel kind
0: of situation. And a call girl maybe is, she's a, like a freelancer.
1: I think she's full time.
2: Oh, she's not a freelancer. Yeah, she has a service.
1: Oh, she does have a service.
0: Oh, yeah, right. The the, yes. Okay. So uh, ca- she's a cashmere an, escort service. Right. So she's an escort and a call girl. I guess okay. a call girl is like the slang for
2: that. Uh, Toby also knows that Sam is going to try and reform her.
1: He's just such a nice guy. That's Josh, why.
2: Josh comes in and Toby is like, You knew about this? And Josh says, Who among us hasn't known forbidden love? <laughs> <laughs> he's cool with it by now He uh, gets it and then
1: uh he's been there
2: josh really quickly on the way out says to sam nice job on the draft you just finished from previously in that so in that time of the scene going on josh had like read an entire speech uh there's a meeting with leo everyone agrees to hire mandy uh against josh's objections Uh he keeps saying she answers to me and she answers to Toby kind of like as a precondition for like what the power structure is gonna exactly
1: what's not gonna happen.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a is that a post hoc ergo proctor? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so either. There, there's a thing in the background of this one um leo has a, a tv on and it's just showing like money being printed <laughs> it's just like I a, it's like a how did this get made thing but it's just like <laughs> money getting stacked and clipped up together He just watches
1: that all day yeah, yeah. he's bought his paper
0: somehow that like suits leo's character to me that he would just be watching money yeah, being It printed. calms him yeah
2: there's a pretty pretty good scene with uh, the president and Miss Landingham after this. Um, this is where the Omaha steaks come in. Uh, the president has a gift from a group of people that visited the White House, and it's just a T-shirt. And he's like, this this doesn't seem right. They they left some steaks for me. And then he, he gets uh, really mad at Miss Landingham. I didn't steal them. I'm simply following the direct orders of Captain Morris Tulliver, MD who would like to see your diet contain a little less. You
0: are a cattle rustler,
1: Mrs. Landingham. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: calls her a cattle rustler. That's good. I really
0: love any scene where Mrs. Landingham gets like stern with someone.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's that's all of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she but she's like always wins. (laughs)
2: Yeah, she was doing it with Toby earlier and totally talked him down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every everybody the man a cookie is Miss Landingham the alpha.
0: I think she is like secret alpha.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she's uh, because she doesn't
0: she like uses jujitsu like on everybody. She doesn't have to put any effort into it. Yeah,
2: she's just cute old lady. Yeah, she never. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she ever really loses like an argument. We'll 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 keep tabs on that going forward. Mm-hmm. Josh comes by to Mandy and to Mandy's loft and offers her a job. Her response to this is to punch him, uh, and but accept the job at the same time. Josh has some rules. Part of it is don't get drunk in the middle of the day, <laughs> and Mandy <laughs> says no. <laughs> that actually made me like Mandy a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that whole scene made her a little more likable.
2: Yeah, and then they're all gonna go to go to dinner. Uh, then there's a really uh climax scene of the episode, part of the episode where people yell at each other. <laughs> uh, it's the, the vice president and Leo in Leo's office. I just I just have a bunch of quotes from this one. This one's like pretty good. Uh, but basically they exchange formalities, and then they get to get around to this quote that's hanging out there, and the vice president thinks that CJ told on him or something, and Leo very quickly corrects him. There's a, there's a big blow-up between the two. I
1: really want to do this now. Leo, I have had it up to here with you and your pal. I got shoved into a broom. Excuse but- me. Me
0: and my pal? Yes. You are referring to President Bartlett? Yes. Refer
1: to him that way. These guys have a history. Yeah. You could tell
0: they sort of. Oh yeah, like,
1: they're so mad at each yeah, other. Yeah,
0: they imply like earlier on in the episode that there is some sort of rift between Leo and the vice president, and then it kind of explodes here. And I think this is the first time that someone's like really stood up to Leo in this way and been just kind of mean to him. He's usually the one calling the shots. Maybe. Yeah,
2: and Leo doesn't back down an inch.
0: Yeah, no, he's like, he's like the Yoda, in this, except like less calm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I, I got a couple of sexist comments out of this one. Um, when the VP walks in, he says, "Margaret's been looking good."
0: Nice of you to call me over. We don't see enough of each other. No,
2: Margaret's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> like as if that's something to say to somebody. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Margaret looks good. Is that his his wife? No, no that's it's his the, secretary. Oh. Leo's secretary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: the redhead. Oh who yeah. Also, like, Leo distracts her earlier in the episode with like a picture of a baby. He's like, "Here, woman, look at this," and she literally is like, "Oh."
2: Oh, yeah, she looked yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, then he calls CJ a good girl.
0: CJ doesn't need to come running to you every time she hits a bump. CJ didn't come running, John.
2: She covered your ass. She's a good girl. Yeah. Because she didn't tell on the vice president, which is another weird one. Mm-hmm. Like the dogs are good girls. I saw on the TV tropes page what this like, call on the president, like refer to him that way thing. It's called They Call Me Mr. Tibbs is the <laughs> trope. It's from a what Sydney, is Portier Sydney movie. Portier. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Wait, this is a uh, To serve with love. To serve with love. It is. My dad always says this.
2: <laughs> my final note for the scene is that Leo comes off as the alpha here. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Cuz he's like I will win and you'll be a celebrity golfer.
1: Mhm. But now, it you're didn't... not my pal, buddy.
0: Yeah. And he's just like, the VP is so unlikable. and it's But it's like, ooh, what's going to happen with him? He's like a wild card, you know, because Leo can't tame him. He can't be tamed.
1: Yeah, they're, they're setting this guy up to be a villain. I know it.
0: Yeah, he's very unlikable. He speaks French.
1: He's French, French guy. Look, he upset Leo. Although it seems pretty easy to upset Leo.
2: Yeah, I think he comes across as competent. Yeah. The the VP but not necessarily
1: like
0: He's not like working with them though. He seems to be working kind of for himself.
1: This is not something you really see in in modern US politics. It typically in my lifetime, you see the VP getting along with the president. Now maybe they keep it under wraps. Maybe you don't this doesn't actually get out, but they there's pretty much they're pretty subordinate in reality.
2: Well, the VP did say that the president needs our support in the paper, which is a pretty big and
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I think, though, like later you kind of learn more about the relationship with the VP and the president and how um, he kind of was very important to him getting in the office, right? Like getting votes and stuff.
2: But he says something like, uh, I, I'm not going to be kept in a broom closet for eight years. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I guess he just feels underutilized, maybe. Yeah, get
1: him out of the closet. That's all.
2: Um, the, the next scene is Sam... Like creeping on Lori. he goes and like finds her.
1: This made me so uncomfortable.
2: This scene, I had to pause bad. it. This is weird to me. He goes up to another call girl. She's
1: clearly working. Yeah, she's doing her job.
2: Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he, she's called Brittany on the date, and he like doesn't know who that is. It's like super awkward, and he he just like totally ruins
1: four people's nights. Yeah, it's horrible. It's very embarrassing.
0: And then they sort of have a confrontation where you know Lori's like what are you gonna do fix me like i don't need your help and she is like saying she's putting herself through law school and there's just like they're really adversarial and then a weird thing happens where suddenly they like click and then it's all and then it's totally fine and i i literally went back and watched this scene again because i couldn't understand how like all of a sudden things are fine and like they're laughing and smiling together because in real life that conversation one thing
1: and then it's like okay yeah
2: um, yeah so I'm gonna play the like creepiest part of Sam's thing here this is when he's like she's like you called me four times and you like stalked me
1: you humiliated me back there and you scared me you understand that yeah too bad and I guess that's just the way it goes
2: uh, yeah that's not good enough No.
1: It's- but yeah. apparently it is good enough because she soon decides it's good enough why because I've decided to become a good friend of yours Oh, uh, am I supposed to just strip down for you now? No. No. He says, no, don't take your clothes off. And then she's like, done.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't understand will. when he says, I'm going to be a good friend of yours now. And then she says, what am I supposed to like take my clothes off? Don't understand how you get that from, I'm going to be a good friend to you now. Like, unless he winked, which he didn't. And then, then they're like, best friends now.
2: Maybe that's like a code word that they have with each other. Oh, you want to <laughs> be my
1: friend? Yeah,
2: yeah, so he's just super, super creepy in this entire
1: scene. But yeah. she falls for him. He does have it works. charms yeah. in the face. It
2: appears that they actually shot this scene on location outside of the Capitol in front of like the Smithsonian in the Capitol, which seems incredibly expensive to do. Like that would be green screen 100% yeah. of the time right now. But they're just like walking around and I don't think it's a fake thing i don't think it's cg or anything
0: especially when like most of the scene is a close-up of their faces
2: right yeah i think that it's the first half i think they maybe did this on a back lot like the this second part of the scene in the back mm. lot but like um, they definitely have a few scenes where they're walking around like in dc proper it's pretty great uh and then we get a tiny little bit of backstory on sam where he says he's from southern california which is the first time we learned that sam doesn't come across well in that scene at all no, no.
1: uh-uh it's, and then it but it works.
0: Well, it's I feel like um Lori is like coming across really well when she's like standing up for herself and then the way she just kind of was like, "Okay, we're best friends now." Like neither of them end up coming across well. It's just like this weird weird like dynamic they have now. I don't understand.
2: Then we get a title card. It says 3:35 a.m. The White House is popping off. It's full of people. They're like Toby's walking around. Sam, uh Leo and Josh are getting debriefed by military people, Sams in the background like reading paperwork. Uh and what we learn is that there was like an attack on a plane and then the uh president is walking down the portico and we get his uh secret service code name. He's Eagle.
1: Hard to imagine that wasn't taken already.
2: That's a pretty good one.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you reuse those? Yeah, like is so.
0: the president always Eagle or do you get to choose your no, code name? No, no, each name? president
1: they have a new name.
0: What's Obama's?
1: It's not your business.
2: <laughs> Let's look this up. We need to learn some of these. Yeah. There was a thing in the, one of the Republican debates where they asked what your, your uh, code name was going to be, and Trump said his would be humble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's a genius. <laughs>
2: okay, Barack Obama's Secret Service code name, Renegade.
1: Ooh.
2: The bear is loose. Uh, JFK is Lancer. I guess is that like a
1: Cam- Camelot name. That right? is a can, mm-hmm. that, but yeah. it's just un- mm-hmm. uh
2: Richard Nixon, searchlight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. Searchlight. A little um, ironic. Mine would be beacon of hope. Mitt it's Romney amazing.
2: was javelin. Javelin, yeah. Mm. Uh, Paul Ryan is bow hunter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These are great.
2: Jimmy Carter has a good one. Deacon. Ooh, mm. it's got s- some gravitas to yeah.
1: it. Definitely. Mm-hmm i wouldn't mind that okay for my own ted
2: kennedy uh who was running in 1980 against carter uh was named sunburn
0: (laughs) actually that would be mine bald spot yeah i've heard really
1: easily my i'm jorts (laughs) oh yeah we all need our own ones yeah i'm jorts oh i got
2: mine uh mine is a k dama which is like a noodle restaurant. If you want an extra portion of noodles <laughs> in your broth, you, you raise your hand and you say K-Dama. Appropriate. So uh-huh. that's going to mm-hmm. be mine. So as I'm walking around, like secret service men are just going to be getting like extra portions of noodles
1: brought to them. They're going to be appreciative yeah. of that. It's going to work out for you in the end.
0: Ooh, can I be freckles?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's cute. it's yeah. good. It'll work.
0: Cause I like the idea of like a bunch of very serious secret service men being like freckles is in the
2: building. Leo learns that the president's in the office. He goes in to talk to him about what happened. Josh says, Leo, do you need me? And Leo turns around and is like, no. <laughs> and turns back around and walks away. <laughs> He's like, I got this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morris Tolliver died in a plane crash, um, as should have been pretty obvious. You didn't see this coming, Brayden? <laughs> I didn't. I was I really mean, Maybe I'd have seen it too many times.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of forgot that it, this happens, and then when it did happen I was like oh yeah this I guess sucks. in
2: retrospect like it's just set it's, it's
0: very heavy handed the way yeah. they like care about this guy and I was I forgot that this happens and I was thinking like during the beginning of the episode when they were doing all this exposition about him about his wife and his child he just had I was like why are they telling me so much about this guy <laughs> like this is yeah, a we lot. don't
2: we know way more about that guy than any of the other characters right? in the show
0: and I can't I so I don't remember him from other episodes because he's dead now and i was like why are they investing so much in this character that isn't a regular on this show and then as we got closer to the end and he said he was going to jordan i realized oh right he dies and that's why he's not a character on this show they say
2: he dies 150 miles north of tardis
0: like the doctor Who. that's from doctor who
2: right Is is that a
0: reference
1: it, I, I looked it up. Be I a could. City. I, I, could
2: I, I searched for Tardis
1: on the internet. Yeah, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, it is a Doctor Who reference as far as Google's concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Syria did it. Right. Um, and then the president's gonna call uh, Morris's wife first before he goes down to the Situation Room to deal wah, with it.
1: <laughs>
2: Newly single. <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> Guess what? You're single. Got a baby though.
1: <sighs> He's got a big house. I know.
0: that baby's not gonna whistle. Ever.
2: Nope. And then the president has like... So earlier in the episode when he was talking to Morris, the president was like, I know we have enemies, but I'm not really mad at any of them. And I'm a very like peaceful dude. And well, then this... Guess what? And now then, he mad. And then this happens. I am not frightened.
0: I'm going to blow them off the face of the earth with the fury of God's own thunder. But so this moment is like now the president no longer fears violence anymore and he's like ready for war he's got a
1: bloodlust now
0: and it's like the the music and the tone of the scene it's like you're supposed to be proud of him for overcoming his like discomfort with violence and it's like being a man now yeah like now he's now he's a real alpha and it's just like i it's like i'm not proud of that (laughs) for him
2: yeah i don't know how tough i can like perceive somebody to be wearing a hoodie like that.
0: Well, so I was gonna say I think that he seems just as presidential when he's in his civilian clothes than when he's in his suit. He does fill it well. And yeah. it's a pullover. He's like Martin Sheen's like a bulldog, you know.
1: It's not and even a zip up.
0: No, yeah. He's like fully committed it's to like that for real. Yeah, sweatshirt. Totally. Mm-hmm. You can't take that no joke. off till later. Mm. Yeah.
2: And that's the end of this. The so then we get the credits um credit shot this week is like a super like dopey shot of sam and there's a different credit song this time
0: yeah i noticed that and then also i just thought that the shot of it was like sam and then half of the back of laurie's head is like the still
2: (laughs) yeah i don't sometimes they pick like really really like nice ones like well framed yeah or like at least important to the episode ones and this one's just like isn't Rob Lowe dreamy?
0: Right. Maybe this goes back to the if they did film this on like site the money that they spent on that shot,
1: and they were <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna use yeah. this. And he's very dreamy. He is. I, I mean, think I'm that's not complaining. Fair to state.
2: Okay. Headlines. Okay. So uh, my headline thing for this week is the Ryder Cup story. Um, it seems like the only thing that actually like broke out into be a real news story this week
0: yeah agreed. like everything
2: else was like kind of backroom deals of like things not happening that wouldn't necessarily have gotten out into the public but the writer couple was like what the press was asking about right and it's pretty pun you know it's, there's golf things you can make puns about golf yeah. yeah people play golf and you
0: can't we can't like make a joke yet about the the plane crash or whatever because it's too soon i think yeah. too soon yeah
2: so. okay so uh, who, who's got one Who anybody want to start i got i got one i can start with yeah do it teed off
1: Oh, I had that. Oh I had that too. <laughs>
2: uh, I knew to anyway, I That's a classic. That was actually the second one on my list, but I wanted to say it first because I figured you guys would have it.
0: <laughs> um okay, I have a very bad one. Um it's um golfers putts putts <laughs> president in his place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a lot of putt stuff. No, that's good. I for a second I thought you were going with a putts joke. Putts. Oh, like, a put, oh, like
0: yeah. presidents of putts? Yeah. yeah. That we could do that. There you go. That's my second idea. No, that was, I no, did it. I'm pretty that sure. Was it was inspired by mine. Okay.
2: Because the president was supposed to have met with them and now he's not meeting with them. Hole in schedule.
1: Mm. Golf holes. No, I get it. <laughs> they rejected the
0: invitation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We could call the, we call the Ryder Cup guys, poor sports.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So I have one for if you don't like the president. Bartlett bungling is par for the course. Ooh. Whoa. That's, a, that's an editorial. So yeah.
0: title. I said president hits a bogey, but I don't think that's very that clever. Mean anything.
2: That does mean something. A bogey
1: is when you shoot over par on a hole. I had a lot of other bad ones too. Mm-hmm. Like like put. I had a lot of putt. Putt of the joke. Putt upon. Putt on. I also tried to, I tried to get into the rider game.
2: Oh yeah, I had a rider one.
1: I wanted to do, I wanted to do rioter. But um, I couldn't do anything with rioter.
2: So uh, what I got is um it's it's a little complicated. <laughs> so it's um, it's draw us a picture. So it says it's WH colon. Photo op question mark golfers. I'd ride or not
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: that's good. I'm, I like it. I had president causes divot
1: with golfers. No, that doesn't. <laughs> take, can okay. you edit that out?
0: You,
1: what? We might say it was a club snub.
0: It was the Ryder Club and the Ryder Cup. A, oh, it was the Ryder Cup
1: Is the tournament. But a club but cl- is a golf term. So you, I right. looked it up on the internet.
2: You don't need It's okay. actually two <laughs> golf terms. Thank you. Yeah. Country club and golf club. Double. Yeah.
1: That's a double then. Yeah, double. Twice on Tom. as clever. Yeah. Triple. Um, I had ground. I had one based yeah, off of
2: off of a golf term mm-hmm. and the president's secret service name, Ooh. where it says "Eagler's dis eagle." Ooh,
1: Ooh.
0: that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, this one makes no sense. Tea, like t like um like a golf T is a thing like T, and then um T g-i-f-u you see because then it (laughs) then there's and then we would explain it like golf big snub white house photo op after prez joke Mm. something like that you know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i like that one yeah that's all i got
0: wow that was a good round yeah Got anything else i'm out
1: no that are good (laughs) okay caddy (laughs) whack i forget what it means pussy rider it it didn't, it didn't work. But I tried it.
2: Um. So, what what's uh final thoughts for you guys on this one?
0: I I thought that like even though I've seen this episode like a bajillion times, I thought it was sort of like the flow was weird of it, and um, I don't know. It just felt kind of forced.
1: Of all the episodes, I thought this was a m- weaker episode than the last one. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: giving this one an S wing.
0: Yeah, on the scale
2: yeah it's 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 not there's not any tension really there's no like you know what's gonna happen they set up there's two plots i didn't know anything the morris thing isn't really a plot at all it's just a thing that happens in the end like they set up a character and then they make a big deal out of him, and it becomes more in the next one but like for this one there's no like he doesn't have a character development at all Mm -hmm. the other thing is the thing with the vice president and it's kind of confusing and it doesn't really go anywhere either like it's just it's all set up for that like pretty good scene with Leo and the vice president. It's a lot of setup, right.
0: Yeah. This whole episode just felt like set up for payoff yeah, later. Moving the plot along. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the killing of Morris is like, uh, we're not afraid to be serious in this show and like take risks and stuff by like making you love a character. And I hope the attached. president
1: makes another black friend though. That'll be disappointing <sighs> if he doesn't. Oh, you just oh, yeah. wait and see. No spoilers see. guys. Uh, so,
2: and then there, uh, the other one is the Mandy one. And that's like, you you saw that one coming, right? That they're gonna hire Mandy, like I yeah. Feel like
1: well, they I, say, yeah. I saw that one. You kind of I see, did see that. Do one. you see
0: that coming from the first episode? I feel like you sort of do, right? Yeah,
2: that, that one made sense for sure. Obviously, they need to like bring the characters together because she wouldn't really make sense as this like other character. Right, without, she's
0: like this weird outlier. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. So there's like a couple character development scenes that are like a, they push some some plot lines forward, but this one like has basically no plot
0: feels like one like weird uncomfortable scene after another weird <laughs> uncomfortable scene and like i think this episode is like full of weird sexism too <laughs> that is yeah,
2: like yeah sam is a creep leo is like very like old school dismissive of women in yeah. a lot of ways and H-
0: what hoin says about margaret and it's just like not it's not at its best i would say
1: yeah this one this one's uh and what's the joke
0: right we never find out what the joke is i googled it
1: to see if anybody did i I wanted to (laughs) see does anybody guess or have they said like this is the joke
0: well i thought i missed it or something and then i was like i i watched this episode twice and then i googled it and i was like no they never tell you what the joke is
2: yeah i like scanned through every scene with cj thinking she would have said it maybe and it's it's just not there but they they mentioned like the old one awkwardly rather than mentioning this one
0: right i do you think that this was like clever writing or laziness because they didn't want to come up with a good offensive joke about golfers they don't want to lose. they don't want to lose their golf viewer
2: <laughs> i think it was intended to be clever yeah but not actually particularly clever yeah all right so uh kind of a thumb thumb sideways to slightly down on this one
1: i just can't get over the lack of post hoc eric or hawk Oh yeah, there's um, it's just there's none. It, please, write in. Mm -hmm. Let us know.
2: Did Morris die because of all the setup about his baby? Maybe that's that's deep. That's some meta shit. Yeah, (laughs) that they hadn't talked about it so much and made him so sympathetic.
1: After this, therefore, because of this, yeah. Mm. So I
2: maybe that I'm taking that away from it. Yeah. So never never talk about how it's your last day on the job and you're so happy about your newborn baby right <laughs>
1: yeah I don't have babies
0: <laughs> that's the moral yeah. of this episode
1: no baby no babies
2: yeah so this episode uh definitely was just like biding time um it was i think they stepped up the production value it definitely felt more like the rest of the episodes will go feel like going forward a lot and, of walk and talk yeah
1: definitely that yeah, that really yeah
2: yeah they, those were really well done um the complexity of the scenes where there was like more characters per scene. Like I think most of the episodes most of the scenes last episode had were just two people talking. For the most part of this one like would two people were talking then they'd hand one of them off the dosy doing thing. Um so yeah there was like some technical steps forward, but uh plot wise it was a little little weak on rewatch. We didn't really have like a lot of like political discussions in this one. And I think that was also part of why this episode was a little weak is that there wasn't actually a political argument in this episode like the last one had like the religious right versus the president versus like is what is it okay to say on tv and this one didn't everything was just like unnamed or named bills that we didn't even know what they were for and they just kept like oh yeah 443 is no longer around and they would have like fleshed out what those were a little bit i think it would have been way more interesting to like follow along the machinations of the plot behind them but like we don't care about these bills, so like why do we care that? We do we. Shown? We don't know what they are, right? I think
1: I think the one like kind of interesting constitutional uh, kind of thing that they talk talk about was the separation of powers between the executive and the vice president. That and that's it. That was a quick scene. They set up something for the future that there might be a conflict yeah. there. but
0: like they could have delved into that a little more even it just felt like there was nothing to follow throughout the whole episode other than sweet sweet
1: morris is the vice to like care about the vice president is part of the legislature is is that the difference the vice president is the the no he
2: he's technically he's part of the executive branch but he's also the president of the senate right so he's like a he has his foot in both but he only breaks ties there right yeah but like other yeah there's no because there's no particulars in this episode, there's no chance for anybody to like sermonize, which is kind of like where the show shines is like make people making really like succinct arguments in interesting ways.
1: Yeah, they set up some anti terror stuff, which seems looking back now kind of prescient because this is. Pre nine eleven, I mean, it was a problem in the eighties and the seventies, but I think not to the extent that the war on terror is today. So, so looms so large in American foreign policy. It wasn't as much of an issue.
0: Yeah, but I think that like the the whole thing is that he is seems sort of afraid of going to war and thinks that maybe that is like, vi- like not giving into violence when it's necessary is a weakness. And I mean, who's who knows when it's actually necessary, but. Um, well, I think pre- that presumably
2: the joint chiefs perceive it as a weakness.
0: Right, right. That's what they say.
1: Or he,
2: he thinks they do. Mandy she's...
1: doesn't have a problem with violence.
0: <laughs> no, she does not.
1: She'll <laughs> <laughs> drive her car over you.
0: Yeah. She's in the wrong part of the government maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that it sort of has this really strong message at the end about that. And it's sort of like, that is the big like discovery in this episode, which is just sort of lackluster, I think. And I don't know you know the only thing you care about is Morris and like that's not enough you know sorry Morris